Thank you, Jesus. Father, just come and do that which you long to do in this place, Lord. It doesn't matter how many people are here today. Come with your blessing, Heavenly Father. Come with your blessing, Heavenly Father. And reign in this place, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Please be seated. Um, the Lord actually gave me a word, and I'd like to share it with you. I didn't know I'd do it this week, because uh, actually it was Melina's turn to be here, but she couldn't make it, unfortunately. Uh, I did actually write it down because sometimes when there's interpretation, I tend to miss out a bit. And since I feel this is a real word, I don't want to miss something out. Yes, Now, the, the word the Lord has given me is for me, but it's also for everyone here. I know I'm very much aware that it was for me. Sometimes when the Lord is in the process of stretching us and molding us, it can be very difficult and very hard, even painful. You want to say, stop, that's enough. Let me breathe easy for a bit. In my case, about this point, I found myself singing, The Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run into it, and they are saved. If you remember earlier, I had said the overspill of our love for Jesus manifests itself in songs of praise and worship. The Lord is a strong tower. Jesus is a strong tower. And the Bible tells us that we are to become more and more like him each day. To become like Jesus. To become a strong tower. Now I had a I had the impression of God making a massive square stone. It was huge. Great big block like this. And this stone was to be used at the base of this tower that God is making. Now, 
There's a lot of pulling and stretching and shaping going on. I could see these hands just pulling and stretching this stone. Eventually, when you find the struggle you are in subsides and you feel relief, God has finished that stone. And then he pours his love all over you and you rest in his presence for a while. This love is like the adhesive which covers the stone before he starts to build you up again, stretching and shaping as the next stone is put in place. And his love is that adhesive, really, because the Lord, when he puts something in place, it doesn't move. He pours his love all over you again, and the pillar begins to take shape as it becomes stronger and taller. Then you might say to the Lord as I did, Lord, am I ever going to make it? Because you find yourself struggling again. Well, then I found myself singing the words. To become like you in your death, my Lord, so with you to live and never die. <laughs> to become like you in your death, my Lord, to forgive everyone as you forgave us. Forgive everyone. This is becoming like Jesus. This is what the Lord wants for all of us. He wants it from all of us, from me and from all of you. Uh, I, I think God's desire is to build up this church, and he will do it, but it won't be easy. And the most important thing is to continue to worship and praise him because he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And my prayer here is 
Lord, help us to recognize, to discern when you are building us up and strengthening us, that we might be more responsive to your call. Եվ իմ աղոտք է սովորտեր մեզի օգնի, որ մենք կարողանանք ավելի ուժեղելնենք և որիք է զոբովնենք, որ դու կարողանաս մեզ վարձրասնես։ So, may the Lord be pleased to bless that word and to apply it to everyone. Դար խնչում է բորոգնի, որ այս խոսկը կարողանա ամենի սկյանքի մեջ կատարվի և կարողանանք ես նմանում։ King of Kings and Lord of Lords, now we're going to have a song and this, I hope you're going to enjoy. <laughs> so please stand up and let's, let's try this through. Huh? Yeah, the first time round we're going to sing it all the way through and the second time we'll sing it in two parts and what should we do here? The ladies can follow Anne and the gentlemen can follow Ray. Okay? King of kings and Lord of lords, glory, hallelujah. King of kings and Lord of lords, glory, hallelujah. Jesus, Prince of peace, glory, hallelujah. Jesus, Prince of peace, glory, hallelujah. King of kings and Lord of lords, glory, Hallelujah, King of kings and Lord of lords, glory, hallelujah. Jesus, Prince of peace, glory, hallelujah. Jesus, Prince of peace, glory, hallelujah. King of kings and Lord of lords, glory, hallelujah. Oh, 
glorify my precious name. Build your church, Lord, make it strong, Lord. Join our hearts, Lord, through your Son. Make us one, Lord, in your body, in the kingdom of your Son. Father, we just thank you for the offering. We praise your name, Lord, and we just ask you to bless it and to multiply it and to use it just where it is needed, Heavenly Father. It's great to know it's the Lord that's speaking to us. I've been blessed by the Lord so far in this meeting. We don't come here to worship personalities. We come to hear the living God. And I've been so encouraged first by uh, what Sylvia was sharing about the word she had. Now, I, I haven't told even my family what I'm preaching on today. And what the word that Sylvia shared is very much on what I'm going to be speaking today. And it blessed me. Because I know then God is speaking to me and it's not my own thoughts. I don't always hear perfectly. And a lot of what we hear from God is an interpretation of what God wants to say. Like I'm talking now and Hilda is not really translating but interpreting what I'm saying. A, a, a translation is a word for word conversion from one language into another. An interpretation gives the meaning that's behind what's being said. And I know from other preachers that we've had here that Hilda puts her own interpretation onto what's being said. <laughs> But the Lord uses that. Now, going back to the message that uh, we had through Sylvia. Uh, which is talking about building us up as a building. Uh, and the title of my message is The Building Materials of the Christian. Uh, 
so let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Right. And we're beginning at verse 10. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder. And someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds. And that really is what I believe God wants to say to the heart of what God wants to say to us today is each one should be careful how he builds. No one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If any man builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw. His work will be shown for what it is. 
կարտահայտվի ուրիշների համար այնպես որ նա կառուցել է because the day will bring it to light որովհետև մի օր նա պարզորեն կհայտնվի ուրիշների աչքի արջև there is a day coming when we are going to be hugely tested մի օր է գալու որ մենք ամենս քննարկվելու ենք we are saved based on the foundation of jesus եւ մեր փրկությունը դրված է ընդունելով հիսուս քրիստոսի հիմքին and what he has done in his complete and perfect work on the cross ընդունելով իր կատարյալ գործը որ նա կատարել է խաչի վրա we are saved because of that մենք դրա միջոցով ենք փրկված but there is a day coming when we will have to stand before the almighty god բայց մի օր է գալիս որ մենք պետք է հզոր աստու արջև կանգնենք and that day as the bible says who can stand եւ ով է կարող այդ օրը կանգնել աստու արջև i listen a lot to the oratorio the messiah by handel yes oratorio by messiah handel գրված մյուզիկը շատ եմ լսում and there's one song which keeps on saying who can stand եւ դրա մեջ մի երկար որ ասում է ով կարող է կանգնել աստու արջև Some of us here are nearer to the time we're going to depart this world and we're going to have to face that ordeal եւ կան մեր եկեղեցու մեջ նրանք որ ավելի շուտ են կանգնելու աստու արջև եւ պետք է դեմ արդեն կան նրան before too long shoot off but i also believe there's a day of the lord that occurs in this life բայց ես վստահացած եմ որ այս մեր կյանքի մեջ էլ կա մի օր որ մենք պետք է դեմ արդեն աստու հետ կանգնենք and there are difficulties that come to us in this life in which it is very difficult to stand when those troubles come եւ այս կյանքի մեջ որ ապրում ենք երբ եմ այնքան դժվարությունները գալիս որ իսկապես դժվար է մեր համար անսասան կանգնելը going back to the scriptures now it said because the day will bring it to light meaning the work that we have done այդ օրը հայտնի կլինի մենք ինչպես ենք ապրել ինչեր ենք կատարել it will be revealed with fire գրակով կարտահայտվի մեր արածները կյանքի and the fire will test the quality of each man's work եւ այդ գրակի միջոցով մեր արած գործերը մեջտեղ կա if what he has built survives he will receive his reward եւ այն ինչ որ մենք կառուցել ենք կարողանա դիմանա այդ գրակի խարույկին մենք մեր նվերը կստանանք it's not talking about salvation here այստեղ փրկության համար չի խոսվում it's a, you don't get rewarded for believing in jesus it's a gift from god մենք նվեր չենք ստանում երբ որ հիսուս քրիստոսին ենք հավատում փրկությունը փրկություն ենք գալիս դա նվեր է իր կողմից but we do get a reward for the work we do as christians բայց որպեսի քրիստոնյաներ մեր գործերը որ արել ենք նրա համեմատ նվեր են կարող ստանալ back to the scriptures the last verse if it is burned up he will suffer loss եթե այժմի կոչնչանա he himself will be saved անձնավորությունը կփրկվի but only as one escaping through the flames բայց որպես մեկը որ հազիվ հաս կարողացել է դիմանալ այդ խարույկին այդ գրակին Now before you start thinking he's talking about pastors apostles prophets evangelists Եվ եթե դուք սկսեք մտածել որ այս խոսքը ուղղված է քահանաներին ուղղված է պատվելիներին ուղղված է նրանք որ աստվածաբանություն են անում We are 
if we are if we have our life based on the foundation of Jesus Christ this message is for each one of us no other foundation other than Jesus Christ has been laid When I was a student, I, my mother always used to make sure I used to do physical work in the holidays. And one of those jobs is working in building the Holiday Inn in Swiss Cottage in northwest London. And what they used to do, we cleared the site to start with. And then you had these massively tall machines. And they used to put what looked very much like a massive screw, um, corkscrew. And it used to go down deep into the earth. I mean, I would say well over 60 feet down below. I wasn't allowed to go down, but some of the workers did, and it was so deep that it was really warm, hot down there, and they had to take a lot of their clothes off to go down. Yes, chamber And if Jesus is not really your foundation, It's going to be like having a shallow foundation. Is your trust really in Jesus Christ and him alone? An easy test of this is what do you do, or rather, who do you turn to when things get difficult? I'm not saying don't go to the pastor, that's good to go to the pastor. Or, or go to a, a mother or father or a husband or wife. But we can become dependent on such people. God will use such people to help us and to speak to us. But we need to get into the habit of immediately turning to God when a really big problem or small problem comes. And I would ask this question, are there any idols in your life? Something that you look to to help you. Or even, you may think this is silly asking you this question because we're in a church, but do you turn to any other gods really? Is it the God of this world? You wouldn't say overtly that you worship Satan, for example. 
But one thing that can happen to us is that we slowly take on the values of the world. If any of that touches your heart, today make a decision to 100% trust in Jesus Christ and him alone. Now back to the passage. Paul here is writing to the Corinthians, telling them to build, which means having input into other people's lives, to build with gold, silver, or precious stones, or and precious stones, I should <laughs> For those of you who've got the Bible, if you look at verse... 12. You see, it says using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw. I don't know. Put your hands up if you know the, the uh, child's story about the three little pigs. I'm glad to see one, but a few people do. Good. Well, well, basically, they built their houses out of things which wouldn't last and wouldn't stand a big wolf coming to blow it down. The only pigs whose house stood was made out of bricks. If we put into our lives the wood, hay, and straw, and we rely on those, we will not stand in the day of trial, in the day of test, in the day of judgment. Now, I'm not being legalistic and saying it's totally wrong to watch television. In one sense, watching television is neither here nor there. But if we're spending a lot of time in the television, we're feeding ourselves with a lot of stuff that won't help us at all. Or we'll listen to people maybe who are not Christians but seem to be very successful in life. And it causes me a little bit of alarm when I see people taking things into the church which comes from worldly values which come from somewhere else besides God. Now, he talks, Paul talks about gold, silver and precious stones. And I'm going to talk about each one of those. And 
I'm talking about it primarily in the context of their value and their cost. Uh, sorry, their value and their properties. Gold, for example, is now currently at the end of last week. It dropped a bit towards the end of the week, but it's $1,200 an ounce. Now, I'm not an economist, but I was amazed when Gordon Brown, several years ago, sold off all the British gold reserves. Uh, to me, it seems like sort of trying to build a family when you haven't got any income coming in or any house or anything at all to do. Now, when I proposed, both times I proposed to Therese, I, because I proposed once and then seven years later I proposed again because we didn't see each other for seven years. I had to my name both times a debt of £100. Now, at this stage of life, I wish I'd been a little bit wiser and possibly listened to my parents a bit more. Uh, and put a bit more aside. Uh, well, at least not be in debt. Uh, but the truth is, God did supply our needs. But uh, it made things difficult. And if I didn't have someone like Therese, I don't think we'd have made it. Now, let me tell you a little bit about the properties of gold. It does not easily corrode. This is my wedding ring on my finger here, and that we've been married now. This year it will be 21 years. And that's still, I've never polished that ring. Because it's, it's gold. And it doesn't oxidize, it doesn't take oxygen in. So it's, it stays as pure gold. Now, <coughs> the... Uh, there's a thing in English language called the acid test. Uh, and this applies to us as Christians. We have acid tests on us. And one day we'll have the final acid test. What is the acid test? Every other metal can be affected by nitric acid. 
ամեն մետաղ ազդվում են նայտրիկ ասիդի միջոցով, բայց ոչ ոսկին։ Իրականության մեջ ոչ մե ասիդ ազդեցություն չի կարող ունենալ ոսկու վրա, զուտ ոսկու վրա։ If you mix some acids together, that can have an effect on gold, but no single acid on its own will make uh, gold corrode. Now, Ruth's the only uh, young person here, very young person here, my daughter. Ruth is the And I think I'm actually told of this. If I haven't, I can keep an eye on her. So I'll tell you what we used to do as children. We used to get copper coins, like the one two P, that sort of thing. Yes. As metare drama versnumeing. And we used they'd all be dark and dirty, and we put them into nitric acid. Եվ այդ կեղտոտ դրամը դուն մենք նիթրիկ ասիդի մեջ։ Եվ տեսնում ենք, որ սրջագույն ծուխ է սկսում բարձրանալ դրանից։ Եվ դրանից, որ դուս էլ նիթրոջեն դայոքսայդներ։ Ամիջապես շիպցիով այդ կոյնը հանում ենք, դրամը հանում ենք ասիդի մեջից։ And it looked brand new. Why? Because the acid had eaten it. It had taken away some of the metal. And why I say it's not a good thing to do, it's actually against the law. You're not allowed to actually interfere with any coin of the realm. But there's some surprising properties about gold. It's very what's called malleable. It can be bent and shaped very easily. Now, I'm likening prayer to the fact to, to gold, and that is what we need to put into each other's lives. Yes. Gold has a melting point of well in the thousands. And uh, it's basically has to be reach its melting point to be purified. And even the Bible talks about how often gold has to be refined to become pure. And when you get pure gold that is melted, you can actually see through it. Եվ երբ որ այս աստիճանի զտվել է ոսկին, դուք նրա մեջից կարող եք տեսնել, լինում է թապանցիկ։ Մեր աղոտքն էլ այդ կան արժեքավոր է մեզ համար։ Մինչև հիմայել արձաթը ոսկին և այս թանգարժեք ու հարեղենները շատ արժեք ու 
The way of opening prayer to the Father has been given to us at the cost of Jesus' blood on the cross. Մտնելով աստու ներկայության մեջ աղոտքի միջոցով դա կարելի է մեր համար Հիսուս Քրիստոսի թանգարժեք արյան միջոցով But we need to pray to the Father. That is the first port of call we need to go to when we are in trouble. Բայց պարտականության ունենք աղոթելու աստուն դա առաջին քայլն է որ մենք պետք է վերցնենք երբ որ նեղության մեջ ենք. So I've got three prepositions here. Երեք բան եմ ուզում առաջարկ եմ ձեզ. Two to with and four. Sorry. So three prepositions I'm going to talk about. Երեք բան առաջարկ եմ. Two with and four to you yes go yes choice two two yeah like two somebody uh-huh. two somebody okay. yeah, to make it music so we pray to the father with others as well as on our own and we pray for all the saints Եվ աղոթում ենք բոլոր փրկվածների հավատացյալների համար։ But I think in the context of what we're reading today, we're particularly to pray for young Christians and young people in our families. Բայց ասրվա նյութի մեջ շատ զգում ենք, որ կարևոր է, որ աղոթենք մեր ընտանիքի եւ մեր շրջակայքի երտասարդ անհատների համար։ Paul is saying here that already Jesus Christ the foundation has been laid. So we need to pray for Christians. You'll find this debate between whether you build up the church or you reach out to new Christian, new to bring people into the church, into the kingdom. ուրիշները But Paul is particularly talking here about people who are already Christians. Uh, Now I'm going to move on to silver. So silver is not that expensive compared to um, gold. Remember gold was $1200 per ounce. And silver seemingly is quite cheap at $17 per ounce. But it's still a very good investment, believe me, if you want to invest in something. But there's some interesting properties of silver. And I'm likening silver to the word of God. So try and look at some of the implications of what I'm sharing about silver in terms of sharing the word of God and bringing it into people's lives. Again, it does not easily corrode. Uh, 
more so than silver, and you probably, sorry, more so than gold. It, it yes, uh, the silver is more corrosive than uh, than gold. Uh, and that's why probably some of you have had to do a lot of polishing on silver that's got a <coughs> funny green green color. Uh, but interesting enough, and I didn't actually know this until I researched it this week, silver has the highest electrical conductivity of any element. Uh, but it allows electrical energy to go around it really quickly. Once you get into this, you can start spiritualizing the whole lot. It'd be wonderful. But I would suggest the main way, other than prayer, which is the gold we looked at, is to have the word of God in our lives to enable us for the, the energy and the dynamism of the Holy Spirit to flow through us. <laughs> And it also has the highest thermal conductivity, which means it conducts heat through it of any metal, more so than gold even. Now, fire and heat in the Bible is often to do with difficulties and trials. And I'm not putting you off, I'm encouraging you to look at the Word of God, but the Word of God, when you apply it to your life, very often brings trouble. But, but, We've learned to try, trust the word of God and we know it works. We'll stand by it when we're tested on it. And by the way, the melting point of silver is 961 degrees centigrade. Uh, and by the way, I remember now that the melting point of gold, which I hadn't written here, is about 3,000, I think. If you think of boiling water being 100 degrees centigrade, you have to have heat 30 times that to melt gold. And ten times the boiling point of water to get molten silver. So, the word is something that gives us strength and resistance in terms, times of trouble. Now, 
Now what I've got three questions here. What, why and when? What, what part of God's word do we use? Can I say the whole word of God? I am amazed how few people know much of the Old Testament now. And it amazes me now how in this country so few young people have any idea even of the Gospels. I was fortunate to have a headmaster who is an expert on the Old Testament. And from the age of eight, I had it put into my life. But we need the whole word of God. Can I just say something which might seem shocking? The word of God is not all the truth. You won't find many things you need to know from the scriptures. For example, you will not find atomic theory in the scriptures. And although sometimes the scientists don't know what, why it is, but it, things do happen that are not mentioned in the scriptures. So the word of God is not all the truth. But you need to be fixed in your heart that it is all true. And I say it's especially for young people because today the way Satan is moving more than anything else is to make people doubt that the word of God is true. They say it's old-fashioned. I believe we need to come to a point that Billy Graham came to. Billy Graham, when he was at theological college, had to be was taught all sorts of liberal, wild, weird theologies. So much so that even though he'd been an evangelist at this time for for a while. He began to doubt that the word of God was really the word of God. So he went off on his own. I think it was into some woods or something, but he went off on his own. And he talked to the Lord like this. He said, Lord, I don't understand all your scripture, all the word of God. Uh, and he said, 
some of it even seems contradictory. And there are lots of things that aren't in there that I'd like to know. But I'm covenanting with you now, O oh God, that I believe a hundred your word is a hundred percent true. But and I believe we need to be clear in our mind that despite all modern teaching, all modern scientific teaching that contradicts it, we need to be convinced in our mind that the word of God is all true. Archaeologists have often proved that things that couldn't be found in life but were in the Bible, later on that they were there. For example, Jericho, the walls of Jericho is one example. And the tribes that were in Canaan before the Israelites went there, like the Jebusites, the Hittites, etc., they really did exist, though no one at one stage had any evidence for it. And we need to trust God's word. Why? Because it is God's word. Why should we use God's word? I say, what of God's word do we need? Maybe that's the judgment coming. Sounds like, sounds like uh, Captain Hook with the crocodile, so I yeah, hope it's not... Uh, right, so, uh, uh, first of all, what do we read, what do we have of God's Word? And that's the promises of God, or the whole of God's Word. Second is, why? Now, can I just say, you've, I've mentioned some of it already, but there is, there is so much competition for your attention, and even more so for young people's. Read, work out how much time you spend in the Word of God compared to other things like sleep, eating, television, shopping, all these sort of things per week, and then that will give you some idea of why you should do it. And when should we use the word of God? Bible says we should Paul said when he preached, he preached in season and out of season. It's not always convenient to share the Word of God. And we need the boldness of the Holy Spirit to do that. And we need to 
give the word to people when we see that they need it. We don't come to them and say, believe the word. But we stand firm on the word of God. Uh, and we help them to believe it. So we need to give the word of God, the whole word of God, and we need to do it because there's other competition for our attention. And we need to give it on every, at, at every occasion that we can. Now, finally, I'm going to talk on diamonds. I've only taken one precious stone, you'll be glad to hear, otherwise we could be here all night talking <laughs> on precious stones. Now, I, I, I had missed this in the news earlier on this year. Does anyone know what happened with a diamond in February this year? There was a certain diamond auctioned. Uh, and, no. It was, if you put your two thumbs together and use that sort of size, that's the size of the diamond that was found, mined in South Africa. And for those of you who know more about diamonds than I do, it was 507 carats. And uh, it was auctioned at one diamond at the record price of $35.3 million. Just quickly, a few of the um, properties of diamond. It's extremely strong. It's a very hard. It's very hard. Strong is, means it's very difficult to break. And secondly, it's very hard. You can't scratch it. And I'm likening diamonds to having fellowship with other Christians. And if we truly love one another, we'll be both strong and we will not be put to shame. It says, by our love, people will know that we are Christians. And interesting, that, interesting enough, that electrical insulators. And while I don't want to be insulated to the Holy Spirit, we do need to be uh, insulated against other things that give us, uh, what should I say, a, a buzz, a, a, a good feeling other than what God is, God is in. 
And there are three aspects of fellowship I want to share now. And they all begin with C-O-M-M. Our fellowship needs to be rooted in our communion in the church. And it needs, it involves commitment. Are we really committed to one another? If we're members of the church, I'm not a member of the church, and I'm not excusing myself, but if I, had, if I was a member of the church, I would need to be totally committed to you. If you're in the church and you're speaking badly about somebody, are you really committed to them? So we need the communion, both with the bread and the wine, and sharing God's spirit together. And we need to be committed to one another. And we need to do things for the common good. If we look at the early church, they had everything, all their possessions, in common. Now, some, when you mention that sort of thing, people tend to get a little bit edgy. But I was blessed when I came in. I came into church this morning in another church. And somebody totally unannounced gave us an envelope. And I wasn't preaching or anything. And there was a hundred pounds, and the giver didn't want to be known. It was given through the pastor. The pastor gave it to me privately. And, and tonight, somebody else has promised a similar sum to us in this church. Now, we need to do things for the common good in the fellowship. And that means sometimes laying aside your own ambitions. And your own preferences. For example, when we were asked as a church to say what we would like to see in the church, like music, the type of music, I put down that I'd like to see more modern music. And that is my preference. And it's my children, my family's preference. But that I only did that because I was asked to put that down. Why do we get so worked up about what type of song we sing? If we're worshipping God and the song is addressing is addressed to God and it's praising him, thank God for him. 
Եթե փարաբանում ենք Աստունադի երկերի միջոցով եւ պաշտամունք ենք անում ինչ տարբերությունի ինչ տեսակ երկեր։ If other people are getting blessed by it, եթե ուրիշները այդ տարբեր երկի միջոցով օժտնվում են, then I need to be happy. Ուրեմն ես էլ պետք է ուրախանամ։ And other things that go on in the church, the way things are done, it may not be done like another church. Նմանապես ուրիշ բաներ, որ եկեղեցու մեջ տեղի ունեն, գուցե նմանվի ուրիշ եկեղեցիներին։ And it may not even be done as the early church. Կամ գուցե առաջին եկեղեցիներին էլ չնմանվի։ But let's put aside our own preferences for the sake of our brothers and sisters. Բայց թողեք մենք մեր անձնական նախընտրությունները մեկողմ դնենք առաջին տեղտալու ուրիշների փափակներին։ Now, I just want to tell one story to finish. This is told to me by Uh, I had I had when I was in Lebanon. Վերջավորության մի պատմություն եմ ուզում կիսվել ձեր հետ, որ սա իմ Լիբանանի տեսչուհու միջոցով եմ լսել։ And I would say you've got these three things you need to put into people's lives. Այս երեք բանն է, որ դուք պետք է շեշտեք անհատների կյանքերի մեջ։ The goal of prayer. Աղոթքի ոսկին։ And that basically is at all times in all of uh, situations with other people and on our own. Ամեն ժամանակ թե առանձին եւ թե ուրիշների հետ։ We need to be in that habit. The Bible says pray continually. Դա պետք է սովորության դարձնենք, որտեղ սուրբիկը ասում է հարատեպ աղոթեցեք։ You can't pat yourself on the back if you're not praying continually because that's what the Bible tells us. Եթե միշտ չեք աղոթում, դուք չեք կարող ձեզ գովել։ I don't pray every minute of the day exactly, but I work towards it. Ես ամեն վարկյան աղոթքի մեջ չեմ ամեն օր, բայց սա իմ ձգտումս է։ We need the silver of God's word. Ասուխոսկի արծաթը պետք ունենք մեր կյանքի մեջ։ We need to pray God's word into people's lives and share it with people. Պետք է ասուխոսկը աղոթենք մարդկանց կյանքերի մեջ եւ կիսվենք ասուխոսկը մարդկանց հետ։ And we need to have solid sound loving relationships with our brothers and sisters. Եվ պետք է հաջող եւ ազնիվ հարաբերություն ունենանք մեր քույրերի եւ եղբայրների հետ։ I'm picking one the story I'm going to tell you is particularly about the silver of God's word. Այդ պատմությունը որ ուզում եմ կիսվեմ ձեզ հետ արծաթն է ասուխոսկի։ This has mistress who'd lived in Switzerland herself so that there was a shepherd boy who had been taken to Sunday school he'd not been very much before because of his job and the Sunday school teacher had taught him a verse եւ գերակնորյա դպրոցի ուսուցիչին հետեւյալ տուններ իրեն սովորեցրել and the verse is the Lord is my shepherd. Աստված իմ հովիվն է։ The the Lord is my shepherd. Հայրը իմ հովիվն է։ And as part of his responsibilities as a shepherd boy, he had to go out sometimes when it was snowing. Եվ իր գործի բերումով իր պարտականություն էր, որ ջունի ժամանակ էր նա դուրս էր թար։ And he was looking for some sheep. Եվ ոչխարներին փնտրեր։ And a blizzard came down. Եվ այդ ժամանակ մի փոթորիկ է սկսում։ And he learned that he he if he dug a bit of a hole in the ground and sheltered in there he could be he could get through okay and not not die. Նա փորձառությամբ սովորել էր, եթե այդ փոթորիկի ժամանակ մի հոր փորեր եւ մեջը մնար, կարող էր նա պատսպարվել փոթորիկից։ 
So he, he made this hole and lay in the hole. But sadly, the conditions were so bad that he died. But when the searchers found him, they found him holding his fourth finger. And the Sunday school teacher, when she heard about it, said, that showed me that he'd become a Christian because it was his shepherd. The Lord is, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Don't underestimate the power of the word of God. I apologize for talking so long. But I trust it's been a blessing to you. It has for me, Brother George. Thank you.